Hey, this is Troy from Planet 76. We've got some really good Sixers-focused content coming your way today. Make sure you subscribe to the pod so you can be in the know when we release new content. Enjoy the show. Welcome in, Sixers fans, to another episode of Planet 76, episode 108. We are now in single digits away from the Sixers 2023-2024 regular season beginning uh, next Thursday. We're recording late night, Tuesday the 17th. The regular season is on its way, and uh, we're excited. Today's episode is going to be a lot of fun, uh, highlighting one individual on this team. We said we were going to do it in episode 106 and 7, I think, and you know we're going we're gonna to dedicate a lot of time today talking about Joel Embiid the 2022-23 NBA MVP uh, face of the franchise for a number of years now. And so he's going to get an entire full-length episode, breaking it down, looking ahead to what this season is going to look like for him. Uh, So you don't want to miss that. So stay tuned uh, for the episode in its entirety. And, uh, yeah, we we cover all things Sixers. If you're new here, welcome. If you are a returner, uh, we're glad you're back. So uh, please subscribe on whatever platform you're on, Instagram. You can give us a follow. Um, and, you know, you can contact us. You're going to want to know why you're going to write down this email. It's planet76podcast at gmail.com. And uh, Michael's going to tell you why that's important to know because we got some big news uh, for you as a Planet 76 listener. So what is that, Michael? Let's run it. So before we say that, though, Troy, I just want to say, the logos you sent me, perfect. I say Excellent. we roll with those. And okay, deal. <laughs> and also, Troy, if you want to overlay these on the screen at any point in the next few seconds, just to see, or just for the viewer, if they're watching on YouTube, can see. But we will be doing some giveaways for you guys, some free stuff. Who doesn't love free stuff? The old free the stuff. age-old cliche. But we're going to be giving away some free T-shirts and Planet 76 merch. Um, we're going to be doing five t-shirt winners. So if you want a t-shirt, um, make sure you're subscribed, obviously, to the podcast, whatever platform you're on, and email us, planet76podcast at gmail.com. Just say, hey, I would like a shirt. I'll take a yeah. shirt. Something along <laughs> those lines. If you want a shirt, make sure you're subscribed. Email us, planet76podcast at gmail.com. We're going to announce the winners in the coming weeks hopefully we get most of the winners out before the season begins and we'll have those sent to you guys shortly after that so again free t-shirt you you pay nothing it's free um and troy if you want to flash the logo somewhere on the screen so people can see what partially what it'll look like um, right if you want a free t-shirt subscribe to planet 76 youtube spotify apple Podcasts, everything follow us on instagram and email us planet76podcast at gmail.com say hey i want a shirt can i please have a shirt i would like a shirt anything along those lines <laughs> if you want a shirt you know what to Easy. do you know what to do so that's all and uh this should be fun so so and shout out yeah. to my aunt as well she's going to be designing the shirts so cool sweet yes nice. that's that's really cool so I'm ex- yeah we're excited to give away some some free merch, um, you know, hopefully it won't be the last time. Yes. Hopefully, you know, first of maybe there'll be some available for purchase at a later date, but we're going to give out this first sample for free, and all you got to do is email us. Like, that's literally it. So that's pretty simple. 
Um, now we're giving out, you know, handful, but um, you know, don't think that if you listen to this episode seven days from now that you're like eliminated. That right. doesn't mean that. It just means that um, you know the the draw that we're picking from is going to be bigger. It's going to be random um, selection out of you know if we get fifty people that email us, well. You know, five of those 50 are going to be winners. If we get 10, five of them are going to be winners. If we get five, all five of you win. All first right. Come so, first serve. So. Um, yeah. So going to be easy. All right. Um, all you got to do is email us. All right. So uh, if you and if you look at Michael right now, if you're watching on YouTube, he's actually wearing see this. Um, My aunt similar this merch as well. to what we're going to be making. Yeah. Just nice glimpse of that. And it looks, it's going to look similar to this. So basically, if you. Right. Didn't see the thing that Troy flashed on the screen. It's going to look pretty similar to that, um, but it's a great design, clean in my opinion, and Planet 76, that's all. And and it's free. And it's free. You have to pay nothing. You get a free (laughs) shirt. I mean, come on. I love it. I love it. All right. So, um, hey. You know, let's cut to the chase. It's 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 the Joel and Beat episode here on episode 108 as we're nine days away from the regular season. Um, man, I'll let you lead this off. You came up with some some real good content for us to talk about today, cool. and then I will say a little spoiler at the end of the episode. Um, I did some homework, and uh, I'm gonna dive into my personal opinion of Joel and Beat's top ten career single game performances in the regular season. So. Stick around for that, but um, yeah, let's 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 jump in. Where do you want to start with Joel? I am interested to see your top ten career performances from him, <laughs> um, but obviously we're gonna wait till the end. So, big season for the Sixers. We're actually a week. Well, I think the Sixers play next Wednesday. We're a week away from the NBA, and um, I do. I texted Troy before this, and I said, you know what. We've been kind of alluding to it. We've been chatting about it. Let's just do a Joel Embiid episode. Not necessarily a prediction or expectation, but kind of just an overview of things that we might see from Embiid, things we'd like to see, things that might really need to happen. Um, We're going to just talk about some of the events that have unfolded the past two years, two and a half years, how they've affected Embiid slash Embiid's role in some of those things. So thoughts on Embiid for next season. Um, we've also talked about this quite a bit on the podcast. Production levels. What are, what's his um, season going to look like? What kind of accolades? Is he going to have a repeat of last year? What's it going to be? Um, and cutting right through the chase, as we've we've mentioned on the podcast before, Joel is going to have to have another big season. There's no secret to that. There's no denying it there's no hiding from it Joel Embiid's gonna have to have another prolific historic year from an individual player standpoint and obviously uh the Sixers stem from Embiid so what he does the team follows so a lot of what the Sixers accomplished this year again I'm not giving any spoilers here it's gonna come from Joel Embiid it's gonna have to do a lot with what Embiid does on the floor this year. Um, he's going to have to be great offensively. He's going to have to be great defensively. I think he's. I think he could have the best defensive season of his career this year, especially under Nick Nurse. In fact, it's something I'd love to see because, like I've said on this podcast many, many times, I think Joel Embiid is one of the 10, 12 best defenders in the NBA. 
and the past few seasons he's had to do a lot more offensively so he hasn't been able to get to that as much I, feel, I still think he's that kind of player defensively I'd love to see him tap into that this year I think he's going to I think he could and with some of the things Nick Nurse has been saying about he's gonna have more opportunities to defend the rim he's gonna take more tries take more swings I believe is the phrasing Nick Nurse used when asked about this but this year I think it's gonna have to be Joel Embiid's best defensive year yet I don't I don't know what it's gonna look like offensively I'd like to think he is doing more offensively and he Nick Nurse I believe Patrick Beverly also touched on that but I'd like this year to be Joel Embiid's best year defensively he's he's obviously gonna have a great offensive year he's the scoring isn't going anywhere um the just overall dominance and threat that he poses to the defense is not going anywhere i'd really love to see him lock into or i should say lock in defensively this year really really Mm -hmm. dominate the league defensively this year yeah and that's something i think you've you've uh doubled down on over the last couple months i mean especially since the hire of nick nurse that's been one thing that um you've pointed out multiple times and um it's it's certainly a hope that we want joel Embiid to have his best defensive season yet uh we know the potential is obviously there like he's an incredible defender um you know but the hope is with a new coach that can unlock some different things schematically um you know around a guy like that you know in the in the middle um, it's just going to bode well for not only, you know, Joel Embiid as an individual, but just the team, you know, because Embiid's going to be the anchor. And, um, yeah, I'm excited for what Nick Nurse is going to draw up in that regard. So I agree with that. Um, you know, I, I just, I get the thing, I get the idea that 20 years from now, 30 years from now, we're going to, when we look back on sports reference, basketball reference, and see Joel Embiid's numbers, and we see that, he is a back-to-back scoring champion in the NBA as a as a center is just insane, and he might not be done yet, right? He might be going on year three. We don't know, um, or he certainly could get one in a few years. But like, it's it really is unreal. It's it's crazy, and um, it's for him to average thirty-three points a game in the NBA is just mind-blowing stuff. Um, so. He's just so good, and you're, obviously you're going to hear some of that when I break down some of his games uh, over the last several years in the NBA, but um, I just wonder what it's going to look like with Nurse. Um, is he going to average 30? Could he have a better year while he averages 27? Um, you know, Could it just be incredibly efficient, and could it be what you're talking about as you know, an all-NBA defensive kind of guy? Um, I'm just kind of curious as to what that's going to, what that's going to be. Um, I do think he'll be in, you know, barring injuries, he'll be in the MVP discussion yet again, where he's been the last several years, uh, finally getting one last season. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited for, I'm excited for Joel. I think he's as hungry as ever. I don't think, you know, getting the one MVP is just him going to be like, all right, well, I got what I wanted. Um, I think he's, I think he's committed to committed to this team committed to you know trying to stack some w's together and hopefully make a run in the playoffs so um i think he's certainly got some things still to prove i think he's still you know there's still a lot of talk 
on you know his inability in the playoffs and all of these things. I, I still think that he's got a chip on his shoulder, even considering he's coming off an MVP season, uh, which I think is nice to, to still have something to play for and something to prove. This year, yeah, this is going to be the real proving grounds for John B. He said he wants to win a championship. He said he wants to be the best in the league. Now he's getting there. He's up there. But like you, you mentioned it a few minutes ago, there's still more that Joel Embiid can be. There's still more that he can tap into. The, the, what we've seen from him is not the best he can be. Definitely not. A lot of that comes from his ability to dominate. And not that he can't dominate, just there are times, and we saw it this year in the playoffs, where he's just way too passive, and that's not okay. That's not acceptable from an MVP top five arguably player in the league and a player who wants to be the best in the league that's not acceptable if you want to truly be the best in the league there isn't a time where you can really take your foot off the gas pedal and for a guy that says he wants to be the best in the league this year in the playoffs he certainly did not prove that and obviously he was hurt i get it but at the end of the day it doesn't matter how hurt you are you can't go 5 for 17 in a Game 7 elimination game while Al Horford's guarding you. Mm. He's a fossil. He's 58 <laughs> years old. It's not That's not okay. That's not okay. So this year is really, I guess you could say a redemption year, but also in the sense of Joel Embiid really needs to n- not only talk and say that he wants to do this, but actually do it. He, he needs to actually do it. And this is it's going to have to be this year or never, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. So he's he's obviously had an incredible career. Um but to go from the career he's had to that next level of stardom whatever it is, it's 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 going to require going past the second round in the playoffs, right? Obviously because if we're still talking like this, and he's coming off an MVP season where he scored 33 points a game. Um, not that it doesn't matter because it's amazing, but if we don't make it out There's of the There's a line round, that has to be drawn of like, yes, it's amazing that he did that, but it can't stop there. Right. And he's reached... That's not where it needs... That's, that's not where it can end. Yeah. He has absolutely reached the top of the mountain like for where he's gone in the playoffs if that makes sense so like he could have four more seasons averaging 30 points a game a couple more scoring titles maybe one more MVP but if we don't get out of the second round you know his his legacy is, is where it's at it's not gonna like improve that much in a sense, now four more thirty-point per game seasons, like he's going to go down as <laughs> you know one of the best ever. The ever. greatest player to never make a second. Right, round. but yeah, there's a mountain that he's on that you know, there's a whole other mountain, yeah. and it's 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 talking about going deep in the playoffs. So um, I hope that makes some sense. I just you know definitely he's definitely. plateaued because he's done everything he can on this side of <laughs> on this side of the playoffs. So, um, yeah, another thing you wanted to dive into. So Embiid's been here 
you know, drafted in, in 2014, didn't play for two seasons, um, has played in seven seasons since then, um, six of which he's been an all-star the last six seasons, uh, averaging over 27 a game for his career, just insane. Um, but he's been in Philly. He's, he's, he's literally known as the process. And there's been a lot that's transpired over the last number of years you know, with other players on this team, different coaches. He's now about to have his third third head coach in this tenure. Um, I mean, he and Korkmaz are the longest tenured Sixers. <laughs> um, That's insane. He's been here a while, and a lot of stars move on. Like, what's – the question you raised is, is should Joel Embiid be upset with the way the last few seasons have – have transpired considering the Ben Simmons situation, the James Harden situation that's present. Um, what's your thoughts on that? You know, you raised the question, but what's your thoughts? Should he, yeah. should he be upset? Um, would he be justified? Would we be okay with it? Like, and to what degree is it okay if he's upset? Like requesting a trade? Is that okay? Like what's the, yeah. yeah. So I think he should be upset. He, he has every right to be upset. However, the emotion should really only be directed towards a few people there's only really a few parties involved in this Mm -hmm. one of them being the players who are causing the issues or the parties who are causing the issues i won't uh name those players because we know who i'm talking about and i think i wouldn't be surprised if he's upset with himself and to a degree i think he should be at least last year um, obviously, we, I, I mentioned a few minutes ago, the injuries, he was injured in the playoffs. I understand that. But there's still some level of, okay, this is on me. I'm the best player on the team, and I did not show up. James Harden didn't, but I also didn't. Yeah. And a, a, as an individual player, you got to do what you can do to control the outcome of the game. And Joel Embiid did not do that. He didn't do that. And that's on him. So to a degree, he should be upset with himself. Mm-hmm. Now, I do, though, understand general frustration with, dude, are you kidding me? Two of my teammates have (laughs) have requested a trade twice in two seasons, two and a half seasons. How is this happening to me? Yeah. Yeah, that's frustrating because that's out of your control. There's nothing you can do about that. And there's nothing you can do to change those players' minds either. You have to just work with what the situation is giving you. So I can definitely understand some general frustration there. What I will say, though, as a positive is I feel like if it was anyone else going through this, they would have left. Mm-hmm. They would have requested a trade yeah. and and decided that they wanted to be playing elsewhere. Joel Embiid has not, do that, has not done that. So I got to say, I really commend him mm-hmm. for sticking through not only one <laughs> trade request, but two trade requests of two star players. Yeah. That has never happened before. But I feel like if it was anyone else, they would have been like, nah, I'm good. This is enough now. I'm tired of this. I'm leaving. But Joel Embiid hasn't done that. And he openly has come out and said, or I don't think he openly said it, but he had a conversation with management, I believe, and said, no, I'm going to stick through with the franchise. Um, And he's repeatedly affirmed that he wants to win a championship here. I want to win in Philly. I want to be here. I want to be for the Sixers. Anyone else, in my opinion, would have been like, I'm gone. Mm-hmm. See ya. It's been real nice, but I'm going somewhere else. So I really do applaud him for that, above all things. 
Yeah, I think he hit the nail on the head. I mean, Embiid, his track record, yeah. to my knowledge, is pretty flawless in the terms of loyalty and a willingness to stick it out and just being real and taking accountability. Because as you just mentioned, you know, there's been, you know, even you think of, you know, series with the Celtics or regular season with the Celtics when they've had our number. He just says, yep, they've, they've, they beat us. They own us. Like they've had our number. Like he's just, right. It's not a rivalry. They always beat us. Like he just, it's, it's black and white with him. And you can just appreciate that because you can just see how that that applies to what's transpired over the last couple of years with these star players wanting out. And he just, well, I want to win. I'm focused on winning. I like it here. He's just honest. And I think it's genuine because if it wasn't, <laughs> he would have, it, it would have showed by now. Like you would have seen yes. his true colors by now. And I, I just think, like you're, to your point, you commend him because it is genuine. It is heartfelt. It, it, he does care. He does love the city. And, you know, I, I, and I hope that that continues to be what we say about him, you know, two, three, or just even one year from now, depending on how this next season goes. <laughs> um, you know, you hope that that's just going to continue to be said because I hope that he's a lifelong sixer. Um, you know, that we just do. You know, I don't think I don't know that many Sixers fans that are in their right mind uh, disagree with that because and most most Sixers Embiid, fans so. are most Sixers fans are not in their right mind. <laughs> <laughs> but the ones that are, I think, are, are on board with us. <laughs> the ones that are, yes. So, yeah, I mean, I don't. The dude is he's honest, and I think what he's what you see is what you get. As much yeah. as he's a, a a troll or whatever you want to call him on Twitter, Troel Troel Embiid, he's honest. Like you know what you're getting, and he's a no nonsense guy. He's, he hasn't as many headlines have been made with the Sixers in recent memory that are like in the negative way. He hasn't been one of them. So no, no, agreed, one hundred percent. So let's just put it that way. All right. Um, anything else with Joel? So what's um? Let's see. Um, Do you have any bold predictions for yeah, him? I mean, I I said this last year, and it was it was in good intention. It was with a good heart. I, I wanted him to win Defensive Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. Um, I still would like to see that. I think okay. he he can do it. He's very capable of doing that. Yes. It's just nowadays. There's a lot of really good defenders in the NBA, especially in his position. And most of the time, big men and centers, power forwards, win the Defensive Player of the Year award. He's got a lot of competition. He's got guys with reputation, Giannis, Jaron Jackson at this point, um, Bam Adebayo, Draymond Green. They all have better, much better defensive reputations than him. A lot of voters vote based on reputation, so that's an issue in itself. Right. But also, there's just guys that are better than him defensively. He's going to have to have a really, really... Again, <laughs> he's going to have to have the best defensive year of his career, and that might not be enough. But I'd love to see him win Defensive Player of the Year. Again, All-NBA first team. I'd love to see him really be like a top three player in the league this year. Just dominate the regular season, as he's been doing the past two years. Obviously, having it translate to the playoffs. Hoping, I'm praying... And the theme, again, the theme of this season is cautiously optimistic. So 
we you know i don't want to say too much right now but what i will say is um it's gonna be like legitimately joel Embiid is gonna have to have maybe the best season of his career and and, and last year was the best season of his career up until this point but i think he's gonna have to do it again times like 10 not 10 times like <laughs> six times like six yes okay yeah um yeah i'm excited for where he's gonna take this team and um i mean it it appears that harden's gonna be out there next week yeah so yeah, does, we'll see how it? that shakes out but um i mean a couple guys have had some big uh preseasons kelly Ubrace played well and uh jaden springer has yes. played played very well in the preseason so who knows i mean again i you know are they the Bucks and are they the Celtics right now? No, probably not. But this team is going <laughs> to compete, and and like there's something to be excited about. Like, I mean, if you all it, all it takes for you to be excited about a Sixers team being good is just remember the dark days, and acknowledge the fact that this team is going to the playoffs. They are do have potential to make some noise, and they have the best player in the league. You know, one of the best players in the league, uh, winning the MVP last season, and and looking to looking to do it again this year. So. Um, there's some things to be optimistic about if you're a Sixers fan, for sure. All right. Um, are you ready for this? Top Let's 10. Do it. I'm excited Joel Embiid's top 10 regular season performances in his career. Um, did a lot of research. I went back and forth. There were definitely um, some that missed the cut. They're going to be like, oh, my gosh, how did that not make the cut? But. This is my top ten, so <laughs> um, <laughs> you can I make your own I, top ten if you want. Yeah, I do. I do think every fifty-point game of his career is in here, um, but it's not. You know, I mean, what what fun would it be if I just got the, you know, his top ten scoring performances, right? Exactly, and, and made that the top ten. So That'd it's not quite variation. that, but obviously each each game he did score a lot of points. All right, so uh, beginning with number ten, we'll see how many of these you as a listener and Michael, you as a co-host, can can remember. So. December 6th of 2021, the 76ers played in Charlotte. They won by a score of 127 to 124, and Bede scored 43 on a astounding, an astounding 15 for 20 from the floor. 15 boards, 7 assists, and there was a Charlotte Hornet. I will, I'll be pretty impressed if you can get this. There was a Charlotte Hornet in that game who went for 35. In December on December 6, twenty twenty one. Um, Any clue who that could have been? Not Kemba. No. Jeremy Lamb. No. No. Oh, um, how many guesses? Do I <laughs> I'll give you two more, and then I'll give you one hint that'll a give guard. you a guard. Right. He's a uh, he's kind of a guard. <laughs> Cody Martin. No. Caleb Martin. No. Well, let me get one more because that doesn't count. A guard. <laughs> Was it Rozier? No. What? He's a, he's a guard forward. Uh, he's really close to home now. Let's put it that way. It was Kelly Oubre? Yes. What? Kelly Man, Oubre dropped 35. This is rigged, dude. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> he dropped 35. A game Embiid went for 43 on 75% shooting and 15 rebounds and 7 assists. Jeez, Incredible. Dude. All right, that's number 10. Number 9 uh, came a year later, February 12th, 2022. Uh, the Cavaliers at the Sixers. Sixers won this one by 10. Embiid's first 
uh, and only 40-point triple-double. He went for 40, 14, and 10 as the Sixers beat the Cavs at home. His first and only 40-point triple-double. Number eight on the list, February of 2020, right before COVID. Life was very different. Uh, Atlanta Hawks at the Sixers. Sixers win this one by 17. Embiid went for a then career high of 49 points. And again, an inc- when he goes for like 45 plus, he's incredibly efficient. He had 49 on 17 of 24. Um, 17 of 24 and 14 rebounds in that one um, as the Sixers won that one going away. Number seven, January 19th of 2022. The Orlando Magic and the Sixers. Sixers won this one by 13. Embiid, 50 ball this past season. 53 points, 20 of 32, 11 of 11 from the free throw line, 12 boards, and 3 assists. Uh, 50 points for Embiid. And then February 19th, 2021, we're now in the top five. Number five, Embiid's first. I remember watching this one for sure, as with most of these. Embiid's first 50-point game. Uh, at the hands of the Chicago Bulls. This was a tight game. Sixers only won 112 to 105, but Embiid dropped 50 on 17 of 26, 15 of 17 free throws, 17 boards, uh, five assists, four blocks, and two steals. What a stat line. 50, 17, 5, 4, and 2 as the Sixers win that one at home by 7. All right. We're in the top four. Three of these are from last season, and one of them is from way back. Way back. All right, number four, Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets came to town January 28th. Sixers won this one in a wild one. They were down 15 at half, uh, ended up winning by seven. Embiid dropped 47, 18 boards, five assists, three steals, two blocks, Jokic had 24, 9, 8, and 7 turnovers. Do you remember that one? <laughs> of course I remember that one. Fantastic Ooh. game. That was a fun one. That was a fun one. Down 15 to come all the way back, and Embiid was unstoppable. That really was. All right. Even Embiid aside, like, well, he had a huge role in that game. I was, that, was a, that, that was a great game. That was a really yeah. awesome game. A lot of fun. I think it was on ABC. That was a lot of fun. Um, all right, top three. So late regular season last year. Um, Celtics at Sixers. Sixers win by two. Joel Embiid. Joel, I mean, this one could have been one or two, but it's number three. 52 points, 20 for 25. 20 for 25 from the field. 12 of 13 from the line, 13 boards, six assists. Uh, it was his third 50-point game of the season. After the game, you know, again, late season, Doc Rivers was like, well, MVP race is now over <laughs> um, as Joel Embiid dropped 52 on the Celtics. It was his ninth 40-point, 10-rebound game of the season. I mean, that's nuts. Nuts. Considering he missed significant time, he played, I think, 66 games. Um, and nine of those, he went for 40 and 10. Absolutely nuts. All right, this one. This was my. This might be my favorite Joel Embiid memory. All right, okay. this is in the way back machine to 2017. Wow. 2017. That is the way back it is Joel Embiid's second year. Early in the second year, November 15th, Sixers made a trip to the Staples Center 
and the Sixers beat the Lakers 115-109. This was Joel Embiid's first. I mean, he averaged 20 as a rookie, but this was like his first incredibly like this guy is for real, he's and he him. did it at the Staples Center. He's him. This was the Joel Embiid, he's him game. And he dropped 46 points, 15 rebounds, 7 assists, and 7 blocks on 14 of 20 from the field and 16 of 19 from the free throw line. Joel Embiid's coming out party at the Staples Center. Center Incredible. That game was nuts. He did, They couldn't be stopped. Is I was watching in my dorm room. Like it was, <laughs> I remember exactly where I was, and that was that was. I mean, keep in mind they're coming off a ter- you know a couple seasons that were just brutal. Um, you would never think we're going to go out west and, and beat the Lakers, you know, and 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 we did, and and Joel Embiid, and then we ended up making the playoffs that year. So um, that was to me that was the start of like, all right, we got something really special here. Anyway, enough about that. You might guess where number one's going to be um, this past season, November thirteenth, twenty twenty-two. Jazz at Sixers. Um, Sixers won by seven and beats career high fifty-nine points. I wish he got sixty, man. Uh, he could have if he didn't miss four free throws, twenty for twenty-four from the free throw line. Um, so close to sixty, he was nineteen for twenty-eight from the field. But not just that. He had 11 boards, he had 8 assists, and he had 7 blocks. So these top two performances, in my opinion, because he did it on the defensive end, 7 blocks in each of these two games, uh, 5 years apart, almost to the day, 59 points. And I didn't, re- like, when I was doing my research, I, you know, I might have forgot this, I guess. He scored 26 of the Sixers' 27 points in the fourth quarter. <laughs> 26 out it's of 27 generational. generational talent generational game if you like you know part of this i was kind of just some of these games i was like all right i know that's gonna be in the top 10 but one of them you know you just google and beats top game that was it uh there was a no-brainer what this i remember was be that entire says, evening after two yeah i think we actually <laughs> recorded that night we probably we did. probably we did considering to. it was just it was literally historic i mean that was one of the best games i've seen from anybody at any point in, in my NBA viewing. Uh, yep, lifetime. and the all-time numbers back it up. So he became the first player in NBA history with 50 points, 10 rebounds, 5, Dude. sorry, yeah, 10 boards, 5 assists, 5 blocks in a game since blocks became an official stat in 1973. <laughs> uh, so an all-time performance for sure, first one ever to do that. But that is Joel Embiid's number one performance of all time. Um, a couple things that stuck out to me. In doing that, one, Sixers won all of those games. Um, two, his efficiency from the field was just incredible. A lot of those games, 60, 70, 80% from the field on a high volume. Getting to the line a lot, of course, but you know, doing it on both ends too. So um, do you have so like for me though, number two on my list, the Lakers game in twenty seventeen is my favorite Joel Embiid game memory. Do you have one that's um, you know, either on that list or something else that's your favorite Embiid memory. Did you mention um, this past year with the clip the Clippers game when Harden had twenty no, and twenty uh-uh. and he had forty and twenty? That was that close. Was it was insane. it was like a honorable mention. <laughs> the um, I forget how well he did on Christmas Day, the, the Christmas Day Knicks game. Um, mm-hmm. I know James Harden played really well, but those two I would definitely put some on that list. Um, yeah, definitely that Lakers game, definitely. 
And did you mention his first 50 piece against Chicago? Yes, yeah. that's definitely on there too. And obviously the the November game this past year. Yep. <sighs> Man, just like this is the kind of thing like br- kind of bringing everything full. So, I mean, you can you can add anything else if you want, but uh, kind of just bring everything full circle. Like this is why we want Joel Embiid to succeed so badly. He's he's a player that we're never going to see again. He's a player that is quite literally one of one, and a player that up until this point we've never seen before. You could draw comparisons to mm-hmm. Kim Olajuwon all you want. But the things this guy does on the court at the height, size, and stature that he is, you don't see this. You're not going to see this any at any other point in NBA history either. We want him to succeed so badly at an individual level, but also for the team that he plays for. And this year is going to be really huge for that. Yeah. Exactly. I'll say the other thing I noticed in in doing this, there could have been probably like seven games against the Charlotte Hornets that I could have put (laughs) on here. Joel Embiid um, plays very well against the Charlotte Hornets. Very well. Um, I think he's on here. I think two of the ten are against the Hornets. But, um, yeah, he has a a 43-point game on 75% shooting and a 53-point game um, and probably a couple other 40s. So, he, he likes to play against the Hornets. <laughs> <laughs> he shows up specifically for the Hornets. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, Joel Embiid episode in the books, episode 108. Um, hey, we'll be sure, we'll be for sure to get another episode out before the start of the regular season uh, tips off next week. And uh, it's going to be a great run. 2023-2024 Sixers are on their Ooh. way. And we hope you will uh, continue to join us on Planet 76 as uh, we get ready for it. So, uh, again, subscribe, uh, whatever platform you're on, and then send yes, us an email, planet76podcast at gmail.com, uh, and you have a chance to be entered to win a Planet 76 t-shirt on the house, free 99, and uh, it's coming your way if you win. So, uh, pretty cool. All right, we'll talk to you later. Peace. If you are a Philadelphia 76ers fan, this is the podcast for you. Planet 76, a weekly podcast covering all things Philadelphia 76ers. We'll see you next time.